Oh. My. Fucking. Gosh! Ah! Fake applause. Hey guys, what's up? It's Eddie, and this is In Bed With Eddie. I'm so excited. This is my debut episode, and I can't tell you how excited I am. I've wanted to do this for a while now. And so before I get into the show, I just want to do some plugs because I want you guys to know this is a free podcast. I'm bringing it to you for free, but it does cost money to host and stuff and things. So if you guys want to support the show, you can go to inbedwitheddy.com. There's a little donate little link you can click that or you can go to my patreon patreon.com slash eddie smith i would so appreciate it even if it's one dollar or five dollars or whatever you feel um if you have a company or know someone has a company and you think that their content would fit on my show um they can sponsor some content i don't know anyways let's get back to the show but i just wanted to let you guys know how this is happening now let's sip some tea so on my first episode, um, I thought, oh my god, Eddie, you need to debut this like during Pride weekend in LA. So for those of you who may or may not know, I moved to LA like almost six months ago and I'm super excited. It's Pride weekend this weekend. Although I am very, very sad. I was talking to some guys at this gay bar down in um downtown LA and I was like oh so tell me a little bit about this pride thing like what is going on what what do they do here and he's like oh yeah it's been corporatized like they're not even doing a parade this year they're doing like a resist march instead and I'm like oh okay cool but I kind of am sad there's no like pride parade like that's what I knew in Chicago for two years um for those of you didn't know I worked for a company and so I was in the pride parade for the last two years but I just turned 21 so like I couldn't go out to the bars or anything I was a responsible kid wink wink (laughs) so um yeah I guess it's like been super corporatized and now you have to pay like tickets you have to buy tickets but the But on the defense of, like, looking at the lineup of who's performing, um, I have to say, like, $25 is not bad. But I want to bring you guys the lineup since, you know, you're listening to this. If you're in LA, cool. If not, still, like, I got to tell you guys about this lineup. So let me pull it up. Okay, guys. So it's called LA Pride Festival. Um, tickets are like $25, um, or $35 for the weekend, and, um, the lineup it's Chromeo, Brandy, Young, M.A., Erica Jane, Brooke Candy, um, I don't know how to say something, Aaron Carter, Starly, Tisha Hangman, Leon, else this is where I butcher names, but anyways, it's supposed to be super, super excited, um, and it is operated by a nonprofit organization, but still, like, I wish there was a prey, but moving on, I'm still happy to be gay, Um, and out and proud. And that's what this is all about. I came out now it will be two years ago. And for those of you didn't know, I wrote a book about my experiences. And it's called a guidebook to selfie love, you can get it at selfielovebook.com. And I have everything from like coming out to explaining it to people that are like me, not me, explain it to people that like don't get it or like parents or maybe relatives like I have sections in there, like handing it to that super religious like, um, and who doesn't get it. And like, I wrote it to tr- 
try to get through to it and sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it does but I have people that came to me that are like 60 years old that read it and were like oh my god this book is amazing and I'm not trying to toot my own horn I'm literally was so surprised that like it resonated with so many people but it's a self-love guidebook and there's no wrong age to improve in yourself and to love yourself and gosh darn it I will say this this is gonna be like kind of emotional for me to say but I look back on my life and I was telling my friend this the other day and I'm like if I had not come out I would not have been right at this point right here so I'm in like in LA writing my book like all the things that I've done and the I think the opportunities that I have and even the people that I'm surrounded by and like the process of getting out here and graduating early and doing this um, book and everything like that. I don't think I would have done it if I would have, if I wouldn't have come out. And like, you know, everyone's process is different. But for me, I had not known in high school at all. I had not known in middle school. I got called gay in middle school, but that was because I had a high pitched voice. Everyone was like in puberty and I had like the super high pitched voice. So it was like, ha ha ha, you're gay. But I look back at that now and I don't think people really knew what that meant. I think it was just like the same four eyes or some other kind of word that people use to bully people. But I really think that like people didn't know the concept of what that meant. Like that it meant that you like the same sex. I mean, I don't want to say that, you know, 11, 10, 11, 12, 13 year olds are not like sophisticated enough to use that. But I just think that it was more of a put down than a you're you must like guys. But so I look back at that and like that middle school kind of experience. I talk about this in my book. It scarred me and it made me shut off my emotions. And so by the time I went into high school, I focused on every single thing that I could to distract myself from feeling anything. And it took me till college to realize, oh my God, this is so dangerous. And when I had a mental breakdown, I realized, oh my God, there's so many things that are wrong with me. I don't, I couldn't even tell you. And it took me five months through therapy just to realize that. Oh, another thing that I think I could be dealing with the fact that I have never really dated anyone and realized who I like or could I like guys I didn't want people who called me gay in middle school to uh, I didn't want them to win if that made sense I didn't want them to be right I didn't want everything that they I didn't want that to like them to have power over me I wanted to be the one to you know have that moment and I feel like they took that away from me but I was able to figure you know it out through therapy and talking with people and the greatest thing and the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because for people that aren't gay or and just trying to understand people talking with people that are gay understanding people that are gay or LGBT QIA anyone talking with people is understanding because there's things that I do not know still which is why I said in my book I do not know everything this is just from my perspective because I'm always learning I'm still learning I don't you know I only have 
a few friends of friends um, that identify as trans. But in college, I met a lot of people that identify as gender fluid or asexual or how however, you, you know, they identify. And so I learned along the way and it wasn't even till last year in a human sexuality class, which kind of sparked this whole thing. Um, and I'll get into that. But I didn't really have that conversation and was in a place where I felt that I could ask questions and be like, hey, I don't understand this. Because to the average person, people aren't Googling and seeking out this information. People that identify as LGBTQIA, they are. But there's so many negative resources or just bad things on the internet that I wanted a place for people to come and feel like they fit in. And so... My podcast here in bed with Eddie, as raunchy as it is, as raunchy as we're going to get, it's more controversial than raunchy, you know, because talking about openly talking about sex life and relationships and dating and being gay and how it feels and uh, and bringing other people's perspectives in, that's controversial because majority of people, and, and I look at where I grew up, I grew up in like a small town, and not to say that they're like conservative, but I felt that like there was some conservative mindset, but it's more of like small town mindset is like, this is the only way we know. We've never been out of this town. So whatever, you know, when there are gay people there, um, it's like a rarity, if that makes sense, because it's a small town. And I mean, everyone knows everyone's business, but it's more of like, oh, it's just, you know, Eddie down the block. He's gay and there's the drunk down the street and he's just the drunk. Like people don't actively look to understand it. People don't actively look to fight for rights. Um, It's kind of like everyone's in your business, but they don't care at the same time. Like they they like to know everything, but they really don't care. They're just trying to keep themselves entertained. Um, and so that was really hard for me. And so I want to create a platform where people can listen. You guys can listen. People can write in on Twitter. You can tweet me at Eddie Oliver S um, or write on the website and just, you know, ask questions and things that you want to know. And I'm actively seeking out friends and people to like bring on the podcast so I will have guests this first episode yes it doesn't have guests but that's because I wanted to give you guys an introduction of what is to come and don't worry I have some juicy stuff for this podcast so keep listening but um yeah so I'm super excited it's we're gonna talk about everything we're gonna talk about everything openly you know um I think it's very important no matter what age you are if you're thinking about yourself your sexuality self-love your own persona your own person what I'm to say persona whatever um that you should be able to find or listen or or talk about these things and it's unfortunate that across the country I know there's so many schools number one they don't even teach proper sex ed but then you know sex ed for gay people for trans people for however you identify even rarity it wasn't even until college that I learned anything outside of the traditional like sex ed like don't have sex if you do use a condom but it's bad and let me tell you guys sex is not bad don't ever you should never shame someone for thinking you know negative things about sex I think people who think about negative things from sex they either 
are grew up in an environment where it's shamed or they don't they are not confident in themselves enough or they don't understand themselves enough in the terms of sexuality yet and that's majority I feel of what people are because I do have a story for you guys I just want to finish this thought and then I want to get into this um because this literally came to me at the perfect time and I thought share it on my podcast um out of respect of the situation I'm not going to mention too many details but I think it's important but don't shame sexuality in yourself in others Sex is literally so natural. I'm going to get all sciencey on you, but it's the reason we exist. We exist to, to procreate. We are animals. Animals in the wild have sex way more than us. And they reproduce way more than us, quicker than us um, for the majority of it. Not everyone. I'm just saying in general. And so we... As human beings, it's why we sell sex and sexuality sells so well, yet we are such a no, like a shameful society of sex. So on here, we're going to talk about all kinds of amazing things. I may bring in some people that are educated that can talk about it because if I don't know it and I can't talk about it in an educated manner I'm gonna let you guys know but for the most part I want to bring people on that know what the fuck they're talking about so I could learn some shit too you know what I'm saying so um but anyways so now let's transition into coming out happy pride month oh my gosh it's this is the month um and I said this in a tweet and I don't know that much about the topic on an educated historical fact. So I'm going to save that for some videos. So make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Eddie Oliver Smith. Um, and I've already done two videos. Like in an educated manner that had research. But this month is one of the most. The hardest but most exciting months. Because historically this month. I believe Pride Month is due. Is celebrating or honoring the people in the past that stood up for our rights, our LGBTQRA, um, going back to the Stonewall riots. And I learned a little bit about the Stonewall riots in um, school. Very horrific um, series of events. It was in you know, June 28th, 1968. And um, it was a series of spontaneous violent demonstrations by members of the gay community against the police that took place um, in the early mornings of June 28th, 1969 at the Stonewall Inn. And basically this was like kind of a gay liberation movement um, in the modern fight for LGBT rights in the United States. I mean, the 1950s and 60s was very anti-gay legal system in the United States. I remember studying this in media and there was, you know, a bunch of groups like the homophile um, group in the United States that proved that gay people um, could assimilate into society and, favored non-confrontation education but the 50s the 50s and 60s you know we were at war we just had come out of world war ii and masculinity was threatened in the united states and and women were in the workforce and so really this goes back to fragile masculinity which is still a thing today but basically you know we were like the united states was like oh my god women are in the workplace no 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 get out of the workplace men can only work in the workplace in the factories and things like that and so this whole idea of like anything that was threatened masculinity i.e gay people 
um, you know, the the term at the time cross dressers, you know, um, things like that. It was a threat, and and people didn't want it in society, and so it was a very hush hush, and you could not be out. And there was just so much violence um, against LGBT people leading up to this. You could get arrested. Um, you know, you you could not be out. And so, you know, this day on the Stonewall Riots, it was like the first, um, 1970, June 20th, 1970, was the first anniversary of the Stonewall Riots. Um, and it was basically the invention of the first gay pride march, um, from what I understand. So this, um, and then in 1972, cities such as Atlanta, Buffalo, Detroit, Washington, D.C., Miami, Minneapolis, Philadelphia, and San Francisco took part in this, you know, gay pride movement. So fast forward to many, many years. I didn't want to do the math. And we are here. We have gay pride, um, parades all over the United States, which is great. Um, we're celebrating our pride and we're celebrating really the fight that people in our past went through to get us to this point of me being able to theoretically, um, go outside, hold my boyfriend's hand and be okay. People may say things, but people aren't going to beat me up. People aren't going to arrest me because it is gay marriage is legal across the 50 States. And although there are, unfortunately still so many states that discriminate for the most part being gay is legal in the sense of the sense of you know not being able to get arrested but that's beside the point because there's so many unfortunate unfortunate situations and things that are still not how they should be today but we're here to celebrate our gay pride and I am excited to say excited. I'm happy. I'm proud to say that I am gay. I came out two years ago, wrote a book about it, and now I'm here. And I want to share a story with you guys that came in the other day. And it really got me thinking. I'm like, oh my God, my life has changed dramatically since I came out. And I'm getting emotional just thinking about this. But I wasn't really closeted in high school, but I just People would ask me if I was gay. I said, no, I never dated guys. I never looked at guys and thought, oh, you're you're attractive. And I think everyone's story is different. And if you're not out, I hope you can be out someday. And if you are, um, just know it's a community. We're all here for each other. And if you identify LGBTQIA, we are a community. We stand together. We're on the same fight for equality and fair treatment and just to love who we want to love and be who we want to be because as Lady Gaga said, we were born this way. That was loud, but. <laughs> um, and so here's the story. So I, I got called uh, a fag and homo and all those kind of fun things in this very prestigious private um, high school that I had gone to. And, oh. My mic fell. My mic's like, shit. Um, I got called so many names and kids just like totally made fun of me. And it is what it is. I mean, I just dealt with it as it needed to be dealt with. But I think um, I look at things and people that are homophobic um, and I don't want to speculate and feel political here, but this is a show where I could be as political as I want to be. Um, 
a lot of Republicans, I feel, there's something more there. Because I find that the people that bullied me in high school either were gay themselves were very didn't love themselves or some kind of home life was up. It was not me being gay that bothered them. It was there was some vulnerability that we can use to make fun of someone. And so they did. But by high school, you think people are more mature. Aren't they going to grow up at some point? By junior year, I was still getting, you know, called horrible names. And so Without sharing too many personal details, um, I got a message from a kid the other day, um, and I haven't opened it, so I'm going to open it live on the podcast. And I went to school with this kid. Um, I went to an all-guys, like, private school, so it was um, all same-sex school, not co-ed. And so he sent me this message, and first he had sent it to my fan page, like, I was like, aren't we friends on Facebook? But I guess we're not. Either I deleted him or whatever. But he sent me this message Tuesday and I just, my heart goes out to him because guys, I just want you to know if it's bad right now, if you're getting made fun of right now, listen to this and put this situation in the back of your mind that I'm telling you because I know it's, it may be really bad right now. I got bullied really bad. But when you hear this story, I want you to know that like things will get better and I know that's such a cliche thing to say like it gets better but it really does and I don't know you kind of have to go through it and push through those horrible feelings in order to get to a place where your life is just fucking amazing you're like I'm gay hey hey person on the street I'm gay (laughs) okay so he sent me a message he was like hey Eddie I'd like to apologize for the way I treated you in high school I said some homophobic things about you and today it makes me feel terrible I recently came out to family and a few close friends um I hope you can forgive me it makes me glad to see you're happy now with your life and you know what applause I live for the applause no he that's Number one, courageous to a couple other people post graduation came out to me. Um, and I just wish them well, even if they were as mean as they were to me, because you know what? I do not hold a grudge. I am always up for people apologizing. No matter how rude and mean someone was to you, I will always forgive. I don't forget, but I forgive. And if you you are making the effort to reach out to me to apologize. I appreciate that. And so, you know what? I applaud him. I'm, I wish him the best. I'm, I'm happy that he's out. He gets to celebrate. Hopefully he's going to Chicago pride. I'm going to message him and be like, girl, you better go to Chicago pride. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the LGBTQIA family. Um, and happy gay. (laughs) Um, not happy day, happy gay. (laughs) So yeah, all jokes aside, this kid made fun of me a lot. He was kind of, you know, I would go up in front of class and twerk to Miley Cyrus, not twerk, but I would put on these shows in Espanol class and because we got to bring in presentations and I would just be crazy, raunchy, whatever. Um, and so yeah, I... I just applaud it and I really appreciate it. And I just want all of you out there to know if someone's making fun of you. I know it sounds bad, but give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, like ignore it. 
forgive them if they come back to you later and say, you know what? I'm really sorry because I do. I appreciate it. And I think it's amazing. And I wish we had more of that because I honestly thought I was the only gay kid. Um, Post coming out, looking back at my life, I thought I was the only gay kid. I mean, yes, I was very flamboyant. I still to this day, like, not wish that I wasn't, but I'm like, God damn, I was born very gay. And I can't control that. Listen, I can't control my voice. I don't do anything to make it higher. Like, talk like that. I don't do that. Um, I have a lot of movement and energy and fluidity and moving my arms. And, and I'm the stereotype for a gay person. And that's bothered me. But two years later post coming out I'm fucking proud of who I am and you know what I I've been in a few relationships um in the past where you know the guy was like no I really like you for you like if you were more masculine I don't think I'd like you as much and so I know where I'm getting prematurely getting into um I'm prematurely getting into this situation in bed so you have to wait but yeah so um there was a lot of guys and I it came to help my self-esteem help you know things in my life and so I'm very 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 proud of who I am and you should be too and you should celebrate this gay pride um and yeah paraphrasing Lady Gaga, celebrate your gay pride. Insert boys, boys, boys. We like boys and cars. Okay. Um, so I think I'm going to end this podcast with a little bit of advice. So I'm going to go find a little page on my book, A Guidebook to Selfie Love, and I'm going to read it to you guys um, and give you a little piece of advice of something I think, um, and then we'll wrap this up because the first episode, short, sweet, to the point, but it still makes you feel good. So that's what you get when you're in bed with Eddie. I'll be right back. Hey guys, while I'm looking for that, I just want to shamelessly plug that you could tweet me at Eddie Oliver S um, and tell me who you want in bed with me. Tweet me what you want me to talk about, or you can go to inbedwitheddy.com and you can submit stuff there. Also, we have a Patreon. Well, we as in me, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Eddie Smith or inbedwitheddy.com has a little donate like PayPal link. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening and supporting and yeah, celebrate your gay pride. Back to the show. All right. This is from my book. It's, um, page 32 and it's chapter my coming out story but this piece of advice I was having a talk with a friend the other day um about not wanting to be um associated with the label gay he's like I like guys but I don't want to be gay I don't want to be quote-unquote gay like associated with that as if he doesn't want to be a part of the culture but um listen I'm all for you not wanting to identify as label or label scaring you. Um, where I have a problem is when people want to like jump in between like I'm gay in bed, but outside like I'm straight dude. Like I don't like when people play whatever's convenient to them because as someone that's openly gay and feminine, I get stereotyped all the time walking down the street, whatever. 
I don't get to choose to be straight. I could act straight, but it would be so much work and it's unhealthy. And so it just bothers me when people are like, I'm not gay, but then they, they are, but you know, some, I can't blame everyone because some people, some guys that I've been with, they're not out yet and they can't be out yet. And so that's kind of their, their cover, I guess you could say. Um, but just keep in mind that if you are doing that to someone, you know, you're, you like a guy, you're dating a guy, maybe you're sleeping with a guy, but then around everyone else, you're not gay. Either you need to let the person know, Hey, I'm not comfortable. Just be open and honest with someone because, um, story time before I get to this advice, I dated a straight guy. Um, it was my sophomore year. I won't give too many details because he could be listening, Um, But I thought this was quite inspiring Um, for me. It made me feel better about my life because this guy made me feel like shit for like a year. Um, So we were hanging out. I got his number emojis flowing left and right. I'm like, he's so gay. He's flirting with me. Not that emojis are gay, but um, there are certain signs, you know, like my gaydar was like, this guy's gay. Um, We're hanging out every day for like two weeks. And. I'm like, at first I'm like, he's like, oh, I just want to hang out. But then like we, I slowly start getting close and closer to him. And I asked him on the first date, what he, is he gay? Would he see himself with a guy? Because I'm like, I don't want to waste my time with you if you don't. And he's like, um, basically the situation, he's like, well, I'm vibing with whatever. And I'm vibing with this right now. So basically he was like, yeah, I think I'm gay, but like, I don't want to be gay outside of the privacy of the bedroom um and that bothered me because we were hanging out for two weeks and then we finally I bring him to his house one day and he kisses me in the park we take a walk he's like come here and then he makes out with me and then we make out again and then we make out one more time uh, while I was waiting for my uber and I went back home thinking and this was the day I was like okay we need to talk about what this is because I can't keep doing this if we're just friends I feel more like more attracted to you than friends. And so that night I was like, okay, he didn't tell me anything, but he can kiss me. And then boom, drops off the face of the earth for two fucking weeks. I'm texting. I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? And then I'm like, finally, I'm like, we need to meet. So he comes over to my house and I'm like, one question, do you like me the way I like you? And he looked me straight in the eyes and said, no. And I held back the tears and I held back everything. And I think about it now. And I was like such a, not a baby, but I was like almost in tears because I really like this guy. I took him all the way up down the elevator. I checked him out of my apartment building because you had to check people out. I remember him walking out the door, turn around, boom, full on tears, boom, full on crying. Next minute, you know, I'm like, I need to leave. So I go to my best friend's house for the weekend and it sucked. Fast forward to this year. This will be a couple years. I was on Tinder back in Chicago. He pops up on Tinder. He looks more gay than ever. I think he's finally out. I messaged him on uh, Facebook because we're still friends. Um, no, we're not. I deleted him, but I messaged him. I was like, hey. And I was trying to be like, congrats on being out, but he never confirmed it. And then I just bit my tongue and said, well, I tried. But that being said, um, here's this piece of advice from my book. You need to learn to love yourself. In that moment, my entire life flashed before my eyes as if the universe was trying to guide me. I believed my friend was very 
um, much one of my guardian angels, my saving graces, a sign from the universe that I had to do this. I like to think of it as the gut feeling. Deep down inside, there is a driving force that's telling you to do it. So I did it. I went to therapy and started um, deep into my problems and worked to unleash the stuff and the feelings that were burdening inside. My parents' divorce, my family issues, um, scarring past with bullying, and the way I had shut off my emotions. Most importantly, the fact that I am a guy who is attracted to other guys. Realizing that you are gay and knowing that you are gay are two different things. First comes the self-hatred when you understand that this is actually a possibility. Fear runs through you and you think about all the worst case scenarios. How my family react? Are people going to hate me? Is this normal? I can fix this, right? Oh, it's just a phase. Classic. I... I was freaking terrified. I couldn't even get the words out. I think I'm gay to my therapist for about four months. I think it was five, Eddie. Anyways, the moment I did, I thought, this is a step in the right direction. Here's the thing to keep in mind. You have the right to question who you are, and there's nothing permanent about it. Nothing is set in stone, and no one has to know except you. But you have to set a point of self-realization that you may be gay, bisexual, transgender, etc., the hardest thing to get over for me was defining and confining myself to a label. This is commonly called internalized sexual stigma, or in my case, internalized homophobia. In other words, a word for self-prejudice. I didn't want to be gay. Just for you, just for those of you out there who think we choose to be this way, we don't, and we want nothing but to be accepted and unfortunately in today's society being gay isn't accepted i was fearful depressed stressed suicidal self-loathing and all i wanted to do is run from the fact that i was gay but just remember many psych psychiatrists i almost said psychiatrics but psychiatrists believe that sexuality can be fluid meaning there is a possibility that who we feel attracted to is subject to change as we change while we're figuring it out you know, we don't really have to identify ourselves, but um, you should feel comfortable enough to realize that you're never tied to a label and that at the end of the day, while you're figuring it out, a label doesn't define you. Don't ever let a label define you. Because I'm gay, I don't look at every other gay person and think that we are all the same. Unlike society, society says gay and the first thing that comes to mind is a super feminine guy. That's because of the media. That's because of movies. That's because of people not representing people properly in media. And I have an episode on this, so um, a podcast episode. So look forward to that. It's um, with my good friend Emily and we talk about representation in the media because I create gay films, um, but I don't stereotype people Um and I think that's important to know is that don't think that a label defines you. A label is just letting you know this is how I is communicating to others. When I say I'm gay, people understand, or at least guys that I'm dating or I tell people, oh, so you're a guy that likes guys. And I like that terminology a lot better, but I'm proud to be gay because for me... I like guys and I know I may be not the most feminine guy out there and I may be not the most masculine guy, but I am gay. And for me, gay is such a diverse, amazing, 
way to identify and I am a rainbow. I may be purple. My friend may be pink, but we are hella fierce and fabulous. And for me, I'm gay. And I take that label and I and I use it because it to describe me. I use it because it helps other people out. And so remember that when you use a label that it's not only about you, it's about the community and who we are a person. And when people think about gay in a general sense, they may have negative thoughts. But when you tell someone you're gay or you tell your family that you're gay, all of a sudden your homophobic aunt has this different idea of what gay means because she's known you your whole life. You're a sweet boy. You get good grades. You're a sweet girl. You get good grades, whatever, because gay can be both. But now she has a different idea of what gay people are. To her before, gay people were these horrible, sinful people. And then she looks, she may look at you and say, oh, gay is a lot different than I thought. Maybe I'm more willing to accept it or understand it. And maybe I'm a little less prejudiced because that happens for a lot of people. Studies show that when someone, not only do eight, and I think it's eight and 10 people. I'm going to get this statistic wrong, so I'm not going to say it. That once you know someone that's gay personally, you're more willing to accept it. And I think that's true and everything. And so this weekend, guys, celebrate your gay pride. Love who you want to love. Be who you want to be. Give yourself that little bit of self-love in you. And I just want you guys to have a fun, safe weekend. And if you're listening to this after Pride Week and or after Pride Month, still go out and celebrate your gay pride and love yourself every single day and be safe. I, as raunchy and crazy as this show is, I want you guys to be safe. So make sure you always, you always wear protection. The person that you're with, make sure, you know, you are, that you know, you know, your status, your, go get HIV tested. There's so many places that do it for free. Um, most insurance companies, if you can go, you know, you go to Planned Parenthood, that covers that. And it's just, I want you guys to be safe because, um, you can be safe, you can have fun, but just, if you're going to be a hoe, be a safe hoe. That's all I have to say. Thanks for sipping the tea with me today here on In Bed with Eddie. I love you guys so much. Don't forget, peace, love, and positivity, and thanks for listening to my first episode, Celebrate. Don't forget to tweet it, retweet it, whatever, guys, share it, because I want people to love this podcast as much as I love it. So you guys are amazing. Bye. Have a gay day. Hey, guys, it's Eddie. It's one more shameless plug. I promise won't have um, too many more shameless plugs in the future. But don't forget, go to inbedwitheddie.com. There's a little donate button. I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Eddie Smith. And don't forget, tweet me at Eddie Oliver S. Tell me who is going to get in bed with me next. Um, Thank you guys so much. Have a good one.